I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All cultures around the world have told stories about spooky creatures or forces that try to explain some of the mysterious and unexplained aspects of our world. Creatures and stories that often have a function to be educational and to keep people, especially children, from wandering about in strange places or at night, and which will inevitably be exploited in some crappy Hollywood movie at some point. In Sweden and the Nordic countries, we have a bunch of these stories and creatures, and one of the most spooky and scary ones is the creature known as the mare, a ghostly figure that creeps up on you when you sleep, and which most probably is meant to represent the what we know today as the dreaded uh, experience of sleep paralysis. So join me as we talk about the mare. The mare is a creature that has existed in the folklore of Sweden and its surrounding countries for a long time. There are even mentions of the mare in Snorri's Edda, or the Prose Edda, written in the 12th century. These stories are of course probably taken from even older material, and it's likely that the mare is a figure that has been around since a while before the 13th century at least. In Sweden, the mare is called Maran, and she has similar names in surrounding countries. She could be referred to by many other names as well, but Maran, or the Mare, is the name that seems to have stuck across history. The etymology of the word Mara is thought to have originally meant something like crushing or oppression, which will make sense when we describe her features. But significantly, it is from the Mare that we get the word Nightmare for when we have a bad dream. This connection is present in Swedish as well, where the name for Nightmare is Mardrum, meaning literally Mare Dream. And indeed, the mare is primarily associated with sleep and the bedroom. While she can take on many different forms, all stories about the mare share the idea that she will somehow creep into your house at night, approach your bed while you are sleeping, and essentially sit on your chest. Pretty creepy stuff. As I said, the mare could take on many different forms. Usually she is conceived of as a human woman, sometimes dressed in black, but many other times she also takes the form of a cat, a dog, or an owl. The function was the same though, as it would always show up in your bedroom and usually sit on your chest, which created a kind of oppressing kind of hard feeling of having a hard time breathing, basically. There have been some ideas floating around regarding the origins or nature of the mare. Some say a mare was a woman that had been cursed somehow, that she lived a normal life during the day, but at night would turn into a frightening creature that invaded people's homes. Other stories relate that she was rather just an evil person that made a conscious decision to terrorize people. 
And it wasn't just people that had to withstand attacks from the mare. Even animals could fall victim. It was often believed that if the horses on a farm, for example, appeared tired and sweaty in the morning for no apparent reason, this meant that they had been visited by the mare during the night. The horses would also sometimes have small braids in their mane, which would be called mod flat or, or mare braids. Now, obviously, there are also sometimes certain erotic aspects to this legend. Some stories say that the mare was primarily driven by jealousy and a desire to be close to men. Particularly in southern Sweden, there was a widespread belief that a mare was in fact the spirit of an unmarried dead woman. There are even stories about people who married a mare. There's a story about a person, a guy, who is visited by this creature and then basically blocks off all exits to the house. So he, so he traps the mare in his house, basically, and then forces her to, to marry him, essentially. Not that I recommend anyone to do this, but that is one such story. In any case, stories about visitations from the mare are usually pretty similar. She will enter your bedroom and sit on your chest. People experience that they have trouble breathing because of the huge pressure on their chest, as well as the sensation of being paralyzed, so not being able to move. Now obviously this can be pretty safely connected to a known condition today that we call sleep paralysis. Many people, myself included, have experienced waking up in the middle of the night unable to move. Many also experience that pressure on the chest that is often described in the stories, and some also experience hallucinations of actually seeing figures standing over you or sitting on your chest as a result of the brain not quite having woken up yet. It can be a truly terrifying experience, especially if you're not used to it. And indeed, for those of us who have experienced sleep paralysis, you could say that we have been visited by the mare, because it's clear that the stories about the mare is a way to explain or, or, or to personify this rather common condition that people have experienced historically and still experience today, right? It's a way to sort of explain this condition by pointing to a, a, a supernatural creature that somehow personifies it. And not just sleep paralysis, but basically any bad dream was seen as being caused by the mare. And that is why it's called a nightmare. So any bad dream is the mare that is visiting you and causing this bad dream. And that should make you look twice across the room the next time you wake up in the middle of the night. Possibly because these experiences and conditions, such as sleep paralysis, are so common, there are many stories and accounts from around the Nordic countries of people encountering a mare. In one account from 1873 in eastern Sweden, a woman tells us, quote, Back home in Husby, people believed the mare was a living person that was jealous. Then the jealous person could visit the one she wanted to hurt. There was an old lady close to where I lived in Husby who complained to my mother that the mare was terrorizing her at night, that she would come floating in through the chamber door even though it was locked. She would recognize her as one of her neighbors who would then lie on her chest so she couldn't breathe. In another account from 1864, quote, The mare would bother both humans and animals. It was a spirit that comes over you when you sleep. It lies across your chest and it feels like something hairy. Just a few years ago, I myself was looking through the archives in a local museum here in Stockholm, and I came across an old report from a village or region in western Sweden 
uh, a small village where we usually spend our summers and I've probably grown up there and so on. And this was a report from like early last century that basically said that multiple people had spotted the mare in that village, which, you know, might have felt better if I didn't see that before going uh, that summer. Anyway, the mare shows up all across this region of Europe and appears quite common. It's a pretty creepy creature that most people would want to keep away. So how does one protect oneself from the mare? Well, there are several traditions and stories about this too, depending on what region you are in, etc. Obviously, in Christian times, you could do things like hang a crucifix over your bed or keep a copy of the Bible or a psalm book under your pillow or next to the bed. Aside from this, you should avoid going to bed on a full stomach. You could put horseshoes under your bed or sing protective songs that often tell the mare to count various things before attacking. You see, it was believed that she was really bad at math and giving her a task to, for example, count all the trees in the forest first meant that she wouldn't have time to attack before morning arrived. Some traditions also state that you can cure a mare. Now, this only works in those cases where the mare was thought to be a living, cursed human being, of course. But since the person in question didn't know that she was a mare during the night, you could tell her often in the moment when she returns to her body. So when the mare is out during the night haunting people in their sleep, uh, eventually in the morning the mare will return to her home, to her regular sort of body and consciousness. And if you tell the mare at the very moment where she sort of reunites with her body, that should, uh, for some reason, cure her and she will return to just being her normal self. As you can tell, and as is usually the case with things like this in terms of folklore, mythology and religion, there are there is a diversity of stories and ideas about the mare. Depending on which region you are in, there are different conceptions of what the mare um, looked like, what her function was. Uh, and of course, also across time, uh, things and these stories will, will change inevitably. But there are a few things that always remain um, associated with the mare. Uh, for one thing, that she is really creepy. But also certain other characteristics like visiting you at night in your bedroom and sitting on your chest. The fact that we can kind of confirm that most or at least many of these stories are real because they are most likely based on the common and real experience of sleep paralysis makes it all the more fascinating and kind of also all the more spooky and creepy. And I definitely don't look forward to any possible future episode of sleep paralysis if there's any possibility that i will run into this really scary creature but with that said this is of course another perfect fit for our yearly shocktober series where we discuss the darker and spookier uh, aspects of religion mythology folklore and history i hope you are properly spooked now although not too much of course and that you're looking forward to more episodes coming this month. I know I am. I have some really exciting and fun things coming. So look forward to that and I will see you then.